Hi, I'm Anne DeLisi. Welcome to episode 36 of Essential Conversations, in which we go back to 1994 when I talked with folk singer Ted Hawkins about his breakthrough album, The Next Hundred Years. We had spoken a few months prior, and his star was rising quickly by the time we sat down for this interview and performance. He was a towering man, and when he played guitar, he played with a black glove on his fret hand. Although he had recorded music before this album and gained popularity in the UK, he was still a street performer in the US until producer Tony Berg discovered him singing on Venice Beach and produced The Next Hundred Years, which was released in March of 1994. Just as his life was on track and his career was taking off, he died of a stroke at the age of 58 on January 1st, 1995. Here's our interview from the fall of 1994. How are you, Ted? I'm fine. It is, fine. it is great to have you back. I'm having a good time. Are you? You've yes. been a busy guy in the last six very, months. Very, very busy. <laughs> I'm working, you know, and this is what makes me feel good because when I was on uh, Venice Beach, I had to worry about the weather, and, you know, when time like these would come along and the weather's all bad, the people don't want to stop. Right. And I still had to pay my rent. Absolutely. You know, and things are so much better now. You know, Ted, some people might not know, but I'll give them a brief uh, little history that, that you used to sing on, the, on Venice Beach, and that's how you made your living. Mm-hmm. And now you've got this major record deal, and uh, Tony Berg is, is greatly responsible for that. Yes. But, Ted, when you were singing on the streets, how many days a week did you sing? How many days a week? Just, mm-hmm. just three, Saturday, Sunday. Well, Saturday and Sunday were just two if that was a... Labor Day, mm-hmm. then I had three days. So now you sing almost every day now, right? Well, um, I guess you would say, <laughs> say yes. <laughs> o- only uh, if I'm traveling, like, you know, um, a long drive, that's, that's called a day off. Right. But you sing a lot more now than you used to, but the conditions are a little bit better. Yes. I don't have to sing, like, from 10 o'clock in the morning until uh, 6 o'clock in the evening. Right. See, I'm not all stuffy and hoarse when I finish. Therefore... I have the capacity to get to the next gig. So, do you like how your life has changed? I love it. Yeah? Although I have a tendency to miss Venice Beach, you know, from time to time. I was going to ask you if there was anything you missed about singing on the streets. It got into my blood, you know. It got into my bloodstream. And um, um, I'm a busker, you know, and um, when I see another busker, Uh I swallow hard. Yeah. Yeah, With the want of... To, to get out there and busk with him, but um, I'm counting my blessings. I'm glad that now that, that I'm out of the moral clay and my foot is set on solid rock. So what else has changed in your life? A lot of people know who you are who didn't know who you were, and you're playing all these shows, and we should talk about the fact that you opened for Michelle Shocked a couple of nights ago. What was that like? Oh, uh, well, I, I went in kind of timid and scared because uh, I knew that I was among big, big wheels, you know, um, Papa Staple, um, Michelle Shock, you know, and uh, Mabel Staple, all those people. And I felt like the underdog because they had the big bands and all that beautiful music. And I just had just me and the guitar, you know. And um, I went in there shaking in my boots. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the first one, you know, how cold the audience is at first. Right. And um, I turned from that timid uh, person to, and Ted Hawkins took over. And, and I, ever since I sit down, from the first moment I sit down, I had him in the palm of my hand. Really? You know, the fear left. I don't know. Somehow I call up on Ted Hawkins, and Ted Hawkins, when he come, he come <laughs> doing his thing. You know? <laughs> so that must have been exciting. Now, was that the biggest audience you've ever played in front of? I played at a um, place 
in London called the Hammersmith Odeon. Mm-hmm. I looked like a little ant on that big stage, <laughs> you know, that big place. And I did well. I, um, I was bringing on a, a guy by the name of uh, John Lee Hooker. You know, and, uh, we might know who he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This brown eyed boy, I'm having dreams of you, green eyed girl. Ted, before I ask you a, a serious question, what exactly is that that you're drinking over there? That's cayenne pepper and distilled water. Why the pepper? What does that do the for ca- you? The food that you um, swallow from day to day that cling to your vocal cards. You know, for yourself, your vocal cards help you to sing. Mm-hmm. The cayenne pepper cleanse it off and help you to sing more enthusiastically. How long have you been doing that? For quite some time now. Um, I um, went to the health store and I got one of those books called Back to Eden. And uh, I wanted to know about everything, you know, and so I looked up cayenne pepper and it said it's good for your throat, good for high blood pressure and for many, many other things, you know, that's that's good for you. So I want to stay here and and stay healthy and, uh, you know, keep on... um, Working for the people. So cayenne pepper is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Ted, have you been working on, how many songs do you have already written that you haven't recorded yet? Do you have a lot of songs that that are sort of floating uh, around? They're coming to me, you know, from from, from time to time. They come to me. And if you ask me to write a song right now, I I wouldn't be able to do it, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, songs are sent to me, you know, from the um, cosmos or wherever, (laughs) you know, and... uh, uh, can't write until they get ready. I don't have anything to do with it. You so know. you can't sit down and say, I'm going to write a song. You just have to no, wait I for have them to, to wait. come. I wait. And uh, when they feel, you know, like it's uh, time, they send something, you know, to me. I just got to be ready when it get here. If I'm not ready when it get to it, it, here, it come to my mind, and I have to walk in the uh, living room to get the tape recorder and walk back. I've forgotten, and they, they don't come back. They don't come back to you. Hmm. Uh, you got to catch it right then, you know. Once you once once it go, you know it come. Drop your stuff off and split, <laughs> and it don't come back. I'm Ann Delisi. I'm Rob Reinhardt. And we're about to bring back the perfect opportunity to honor your favorite pet and support WDET. During our spring fundraiser, Ann and I will combine our shows so you can honor your dog. Or your cat. Or your dog. And WDET with a gift of support. We're looking forward to hearing about your pets, no matter what kind of cat that is. Cats and dogs and any other pet you may have will be part of our fundraiser. And if you can't wait till the weekend, make your gift now at WDET.org slash give. Or call 800-959-9338. Are you going to do a new album? Oh yeah, um, Geffen Records have um, picked up the second option. Right. They like you. Yes, and I'm, I like I love them because you know they uh, they they rescued me from the beach. It's hell out there. I'll bet. You know? And um, I didn't know what else to do after I had come back from England. I said, well, I'm gray now. You know, I've been trying all my life to get somewhere, and you know, in America, you have to apologize for being old. Uh, I know don't nobody like me now, so I guess I might as well sit here and sing until I die. And up popped on the bird. 
and he signed you. Are you going to work with him again? Oh yes, yes. I like Tony because um, when I'm doing a get, I don't have the capacity to to play the guitar that well. And Tony be saying, "Try it like this, Ted. Do like this, Ted. You know, try it like that. You know." And when I'm singing, he say, "Why don't you sound like this? Make it sound that way. You know, go up a little bit on that, and come down on that. You know, and come in on this one." He teach me a lot. I learned a lot from that young guy. Did you like the way your song sounded when he got done with them? Mm-hmm. Especially um, the good and the bad. The tune you're going to do now. That's him uh, playing that, that guitar. Oh, it's him. Okay. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Tony Berg. He is a genius. Well, can you do that tune for us? Mm-hmm. is good when you have someone to live with would you ever consider or is there anybody out there that you think you'd want to perform with <laughs> never thought of it I, I, I was wondering perhaps you should ask them would they want to perform with Ted Hawkins well, I, I have <laughs> I have been the underdog all this time you know and they've been the one that's been so great I have and, a sneaking suspicion there would be people that would love to work with you you think so absolutely Boy. but who do you think you would want if you if somebody said you can work with anybody you want you could perform and tour with somebody and perform on stage with them who do you think that would I be I like people like Kenny Rogers and um, I like um, uh, Mabel Staple and I you know I like um, uh, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I like this lady that put out put out Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, when I get chills when people sing, it's, I like that. You know, only Sam Cooke. You know, he give me those chills things. You know, and you don't get many chills nowadays anymore because ain't nobody serious. You know, uh, the rapping is is good, something good to, to dance about, but they don't it, they don't give me chills. You you don't get chills by listening to that. You you might you might laugh, you know. But uh, I'm talking about a, a serious. Uh, I feel like I want to cry feeling. Right. You know, those are the songs that we need to bring back. The tearjerkers. I love the tearjerkers. If if Otis Redding was alive, it would be wonderful to hear the two of you together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that would be yes. something that I, like I, I would he do, like to you know, they, they had to hold that guy to keep him from stepping off the stage. I got to, got to, got to. <laughs> <laughs> he hurt himself, man. <laughs> Ted, how do you feel about having to talk about your life so openly? And, and now your life is, is an open book, and it's sort of... Uh, well, there are certain things that I don't um, uh, like to uh, talk about, you know, it's not only um, depressing, you know, uh, but it's a waste of time, you know, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, certain some things. certain things of, of my life, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't uh, jump at the uh, chance to milk my personal problems for the media, right? You know, but I will say this: uh, that um, if a child didn't have nobody to say that's hot, don't touch it. Sooner or later, he's going to get burned, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm mostly here to um, get on with the rest of what's left of my life, you know, not pull dead skeletons out of the closet or, or raise the dead. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on up the King's Highway, you know, <laughs> because if I look back there, there's nothing back there that's good, and there's no place back there that I want to be mm-hmm. ever again. You know, I raise my own self up by my own bootstraps, you know, and uh, that should be enough for the people. 
You know, the guy raised himself from a kid. You know, I could have uh, ate poison eating out those garbage cans. You mm-hmm. know, I could be dead now, but still I'm alive, you know. And um, um, I didn't throw up my hands and say, you know, forget it, you know. And um, going to jail, if I hadn't went to jail, I wouldn't know how to read. Really? You know, uh, uh, let's not put down going to jail so much. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I got a chance to get three squares a day, you know, uh, when I was in that school for little bad boys. Right. You know, and they they taught me the value of of money, you know, and and the, the value of work. You know, to get the money. I didn't know about those things before I went there. Ted, what would you like to do that you haven't done yet musically? Are there things you have floating around in your head that you'd like to do that well, are um, different? Well, the reason why I'm working so hard, I'm trying to reach the pinnacle of success so that I can make enough money to feed some hon- fill up some hungry bellies. You know, because there are quite a few hungry bellies out there. You know, and I've been hungry, and, and I was like that for many, many years, so I know how those guys feel, and I hope that some kind of way that I can make enough money, I'm not going to make it all, you know, uh, I know I'm going to die, I don't, it don't make sense that, to die and leave it here for uh, your enemies to play around with, so you might as well, while you're living, do something with it while you got it, because you're not going to stay here forever. I think, Ted, you'll be able to help a lot of people. I hope so. I think you've already Especially the homeless. I think you've already started. (laughs) Thank you for coming by today. Thank you for this opportunity.